Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Pitaya. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna, and this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Now, you probably saw the title of this episode and said, um, do I really want to... Do you really want to hear about this? I promise you the conversation I had with today's guest is really interesting and insightful and honestly funny at times. As a Jewish person, I find it really important to talk about anti-Semitism and also dispel a lot of myths about it. So I invited Eitan Levine to today's episode. Eitan is a wonderful friend of mine. He's a comedian and a writer. You've seen his stuff in the New York Times and New York Magazine. Um, and he's actually huge on TikTok, guys. He has a hilarious series on TikTok called Jewish or Anti-Semitic that's gone viral many times. He has millions of views. So Eitan, thank you so much for joining me. You know, I was thinking about who I should invite <laughs> to help me process some of all of this stuff that is happening, you know, as a as a... Jewish person in the world right now, it's feeling a little bizarre. <laughs> I thought you wanted to have me on to talk World Cup cricket. I guess. <laughs> World Cup cricket will be for sure next week. We'll invite you on to that. I'm also yeah. very concerned about World Cup cricket. But As we all. <laughs> for this week and for the past few weeks. I not have a lot of Jews a in bit, cricket, but yeah. <laughs> not a lot of Jews in cricket. A lot of Jews in comedy, which is how we met. Yeah. <laughs> Hey now, <laughs> but I, but you know, like it's, I, I, I know I'm not, uh, you know, naive and I know anti-Semitism has been, you know, a reality of this world since the beginning of time, literally since like zero, since zero, yeah. since Jesus. Um, and like, I, I feel like, uh, at least ever since I've been on the internet, um, and and since high school, I have felt anti-Semitism quite um, clearly. I haven't really talked about it very openly. Which is crazy, by the way, because I also, like, until I became viral online for, like, Jewish TikTok stuff, had never really experienced anti-Semitism. Because you lived in New York your whole life, right? Like, this is, like, Yeah, I'm surrounded Jew by a bunch Central. of Jews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I so you, have you been because you have a series called Jewish or anti-Semitic, which is a yeah. very funny TikTok series that's gone viral several, several times. So so for you, it's been kind of like a new thing, right? To yeah. sort of confronted with this. It's, it's weird also because like my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. So it's like you grow up hearing about anti-Semitism and the Holocaust like repeatedly. Like it's yeah. I, I, until like the past couple of years, I, I used to. I don't want to say got, got annoyed, but it was one of the things like, oh, the Holocaust again. You know, like yeah. it, it was such like a I think like anyone who is like the, the son, grandson, you know, great grandson of, of a, a people that had been kind of persecuted. It's the same way where it's like rubbed in your face 
in like a very direct way from like the moment you're born. Um, and then, you know, it was like when 2016 happened and anti-Semitism started to pick up and which is crazy because something else happened in 2016 that I wonder if it was I can't related. really put my finger on it. It's almost like those things are related. Oh, I mean, is it Taylor Swift? Something happened with Taylor Swift. That, is that what uh, happened? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was the year she didn't get uh, nominated for the VMAs. That was... <laughs> Uh, that you caused know, the rampant anti-Semitism. That's that's what I think it was, you know. Uh, um, but you know, like you, you see it more and more, you know, around more swastikas start popping up in your newsfeed, you know, just like it, it, little by little bit, whatever. And then, like you know, when I went started going viral uh, for Jewish or anti-Semitic, I like started getting like comments that were just like. I mean, can I say kike on air? What is the, the yeah, what's I the mean, word here? It's our word. You, you're, it, I, you know, I've never, I've never, oh my God, I have been called that word. Why? Why? What was the context even? Because anytime I've called, uh, been called it, I, yeah, I'm like, what? what is this old, it's like getting heckled by the Nixon administration. It's like not, <laughs> it's just like getting it's called like, a whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> no, but wait, Aton. so fun fact, K-I-K-E, yeah. is Kike, which is short for Enrique. So oh. the first uh -oh. few times I saw it on my YouTube, I was like, wait, no, but why Why are they calling a guy called Enrique on my comments? They must be so confused. And I'm like, wait, why are they calling me a fucking Enrique? This is... Oh, that is one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever heard in my entire life. I There was one comment I got that just said, Jass the Goose, J-A-S... G that sounds like onomatopoeias. That well, sounds like onomatopoeias. Like, I was like staring at us. I'm like, what the? I'm like trying to figure because it was from somebody whose name was like, I swear to God, it was like Shlomo Kikenberg. Like it was clearly an anti-Semitic. <laughs> I'm not even like I truly like I say that and not as something I made up, but like something that someone's name, whatever. And then after a while, I realized it was gas the Jews purposely misspelled because like like oh I looked on Twitter God. and stuff like that. So it's like, there's like anti-Semitic, also people like will make swastikas, like I'll get swastika comments, like, which is crazy because like, there's no emoji. Like they have to go in the back end and like- They have to build. try so hard. Yeah, which is like so nerdy. Like there's nothing more like dorky than being like, like, fuck the Jews. I'm going to learn JavaScript. Like that's not, <laughs> like, it's just like internet anti-Semitism is scary and also so dorky. Like so, so outrageously dorky. dorky and like, you know, I, so that was when I started to like experience it kind of like more and more like, and kind of like see it. Um, and then I will say also because like Jewish or anti-Semitic took off with college kids. Um, I've been dealing a lot with like Hillel houses and stuff like that. And it's been very interesting why, uh, going and meeting uh, people at like Hillel houses and hearing their stories because I'll, I'll admit fault when fault's here. I used to think the problem was not that big. I used to, whenever I used to see uh, articles about, you know, Hilla houses on campuses getting like anti-Semitic hate or whatever, I used to be like, sure, that happens. But like, you know, that ha mm -hmm. everything happens. Like, you know, like it's a small amount of time we're overreacting, whatever. And like, I truly do not believe that anymore because like some of these stories, I went to uh, UVM University of Vermont and their Hillel has uh, like just the, the there's no other way to say it except for this the essay the sexual assault group uh, survivors on campus were marching and they wouldn't let Hillel house members march with them because of what because of Zionism ties which 
it's crazy because like, I understand that Hillel is, is pro-Israel, but it's not an Israel house. It is very much a house for Jews. It's if you need kosher food, if you need a Shabbat dinner or a Shabbat minion or something, you go to Hillel house. So, you know, when you hear stuff like that, where like kids, like sexual assault survivors in UVM weren't able to march with the rest of them because of like literally anti-Semitic uh, stereotypes, like this stuff exists in such a profound, absolutely disgusting way. And 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 we're know. we're a minor. I mean, Jews are an incredible minority, which, you know, I think we account for 0.2 percent of the world population or whatever. And then the hate yeah. crimes in the state, specifically religiously motivated, you know, 60 percent are uh, target are targeted towards uh, Jews. Yes. Um, and and it's been taken up. It's been it's, just it's been, been taken, taken up, up but over the past history. If you look at history, literally since the beginning of time and, you know, before World War II, like during a, the Middle Ages, every, every single time, mm-hmm. every single era of human history, when there's been a difficult time, um, Jews have been targeted. Like, yeah. pr- pretty, and it's because it's easy. It's very easy to target someone that isn't that isn't allowed to be fully part of your society or you're yeah. per- perceived to be not fully part of your society, to be the other Um uh, and it's, and, and you can point it out like, oh, they're, they're the ones that go to this place. They're the ones that, that wear this. They're the ones that, you know, and for me, anti-Semitism, I saw it more clearly when I moved from the States to Venezuela. So, uh, so I was in Boston and the majority of the kids in my school were Jewish. And like, I, I don't know. I, I felt, I, I took it for granted that I was surrounded by a lot of Jews. I just like never really thought about it. And then I went to school in Venezuela. I was one of there was another Jew in my class and everyone else was, uh, you know, not, not Jewish. And I started hearing a lot of comments that I had never heard before in my life. Like, yo, you're really nice for a Jew or like, you know, I don't well, usually like Jews, but I like you a lot. And I'm like, I don't know how to take that. That sounds like the question. opposite do of what's those, good. But do those people like, have they ever met Jews before? Or are they kind of just like saying stuff that like from around? So I think that's that's what I wanted to to talk about, which is you know, um, it, it's very different. Like in the states, I see a lot of uh, Jewish people being part of of culture, like of being part of Hollywood, of being part of, and you know that's what we're now. You know, we're being which we got of, forced into. We I got forced into. Talking, no, we didn't want to go to California. No, not at all. When you talk about the fact that we've been pushed to the fringes of society, it's like so often this relegation has led to us becoming experts and like industry leaders in things that like you couldn't I don't in just like in industries that no one else wanted to be and they we became the biggest thing in it you know like money like the Vatican yeah. made Jews handle money because money was impure and Jews were like are you sure everyone's this seems pretty important and the Vatican's like nah whatever <laughs> give it to you the do Jews. it you do it you know you, you guys you're the one it. that you're the ones that have to like deal with all the money and and lend money yeah, fumbled on the five yard line, if you ask me, when it comes to <laughs> Christian control of, of money. But it was something like and that. also you know, trades. Yeah. And also trades. Yeah. And like in trade routes, like even even when the Jews were expelled from from Spain for, you know, being Jewish, and then they got to, to Holland, they were like, yo, we, we know about trade and trade routes. And then you had the Dutch golden age because of yeah. the, because of the, you know, the knowledge these Jewish people had because they were, they were pushed to the fringes and, and forced into, you know, certain types of economies. And, and the same thing happened in Hollywood. And even after, so what's interesting, there's a really good podcast I've been listening to called gate crashers, which is about like the secret anti-Semitic history of the Ivy leagues. And there's things where it's like, do you know that the college admissions interview 
was started to keep Jews out of colleges. Like How literally fun. they would sit you down and they, cause they had too many Jews getting it because Jews were smart. And they, but they, <laughs> like, they were also dorky. That was the problem is that like back then <laughs> yes. the Ivy league was like, are you good at acapella and football? Come to Columbia, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, some shit like that. weird time. Uh, but like they, you know, they, then all these Jews came in with like incredible, you know, study, incredible grades. And there were too many Jews coming in. They were afraid of those colleges having the IV like lore kind of taken away. So they used to have interviews where they'd be like, all right, what's uh, your name? David. Okay, not great. What does your father do? And then if you were like, oh, he smokes salmon, they'd be like, next. Next. You're not going to Columbia. Nope, got, nope. you're out. Bye, nope. you're, you're done. done. You're and do you know that they, do you know what the end of that was, by the way? They started a college in Brooklyn that was just the top floor of a building. So it was the same entrance. Columbia owned it. It was the same entrance exam, but they would send all the dorky Jews to there. And then they would let the, the Ivy League preppy kids stay in Columbia regular. <gasps> so there was a college that literally was just all 100. It was like 100 percent dorky Jews on the second floor of a building in Brooklyn. They'd only meet at night. Was it part of Columbia? Yeah. Or not? Yeah. It was part of Columbia. Same admissions people. You know, and Aton, I got to say, every single time I was in an interview, I would charm the shit out of them. So Hello. I feel like I could beat anti-Semitism through my charm. <laughs> Listen, we all can. All no. of our personalities. <laughs> I mean, I wish we could. <laughs> historically, I absolutely wish. Absolutely not. Historically, you know. I wish we could. That's absolutely not the case. But historically, um, what we should have, I feel like every Jew should have had the same superpowers as Magneto. I think that that uh. is... <laughs> You know, you know, you know, but no, but we didn't. And it's so funny. I think our superpower is anxiety. And I've said this for many years and now I've I've seen more people say it, which is, you know, I think one of the reasons I'm I'm so anxious is and my family is anxious is because like the chill Jews didn't survive. Yeah, because it's like you couldn't be relaxed. You couldn't. And if you weren't chill before and you got out of it after you weren't chill later. And then I remember because then my parents would say like later on when I would have like anxiety problems that have to go into therapy you know when i started to like when everyone you know everyone goes through like a refractory period of like finding out that they need therapy or like mm-hmm. need whatever and i remember my parents being like what are you so anxious about and i would and i just answered them like you guys talk about the holocaust all the time <laughs> like yes. no way no duh it caught up to me at some point you know uh, yeah it's like cause clear cause and effect mom and dad okay yeah Okay, uh, but, you know, but t- speaking yeah. about cause and effect, like, yeah. you know, a lot of people ask, like, how, how, how come a lot of the Nobel Prize winners are Jewish, even though they account for so little percent of the population? How come there's so many people in Hollywood? How come all these things? How come, like, they're trying to, and it's like, well, there's a clear cause and effect. Like, yeah. different cultures form in different ways because of how the world treats them and how they mm-hmm. treat themselves and like and how many cultures do we know that would have achieved the heights of of what we've been able to achieve if they weren't you know taken out by the english if they weren't you know occupied by some other forces the aztecs you know in africa like it just happens to be that jews somehow made their way out of it if a friend asks how you're doing and you say i'm okay when the truth is i don't want my problems to burden anyone or you say hang it in there because If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.
Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. And also, like, because of how Jews have been mistreated, there's always been a really deep importance of education. And, you know, my, my, to give you an example, you know, my grandfather, uh, he only had a, until I think a second grade education because he was kicked out of uh, Leipzig. Kristallnacht affected yeah. his family, which is, you know, basically the day that uh, the Holocaust began. Yeah. Uh, and he, he never, he never had a bar mitzvah. He, you know, but to him, education was the most important thing he could give his children. So all his kids went to school in the United States, even though they were from Venezuela. Conversely, my you know non-Jewish side, uh, everyone stayed in Venezuela and went to University of Venezuela. A lot of my friends that came from Italian um, immigrants or Portuguese immigrants uh, all, all also just kind of stayed in Venezuela. But all, most of the Jews were like, okay, where's the let's have our kids go to the best education in the States because you never know when Venezuela is going to kick us out or you never know when things are not going to go right. So, you know, it's kind of like, I feel like there's this new movement and I think the internet has given platforms to such dumb people where it's like <laughs> the cause and effect is so clear it's like why are yeah. there so many people here well maybe it's because of this this and this but yeah. instead of thinking about it they go why are so many people here why are there so many jews in in the u.s government why are there so many people like successful jews they must be because they have a laser on mars it's like no wait stop 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 there's an easier cause and effect here <laughs> yeah and you force us to kind of like glob onto each other like it, we, we form these social circles out of like a defense mechanism you know like i i feel i have such like mixed views on like the hasidic community right so i grew up like pretty religious i had like exposure to the hasidic community i wasn't part of the hasidic community so i i feel like i still like barely have the ability to talk on it with like any sort of i don't want to say authority but what you know because whatever but like i they do the Hasidic community has their problems. Like they have their yes. inherent issues, but mm -hmm. the Hasidic community bubbles off in a lot of ways and like went under like, you know, their own umbrella as like a safety mechanism after the Holocaust. Like a lot of what they do and a lot of their thoughts and like the way that they approach the world and the way that they approach like family structures are like to rebuild like communities that were lost. Like so yeah. many of these like Sotmers, like, you know, St. Mary Hasidim, like these were communities that were in Europe years ago and then yeah. had to uproot and come like the, the scattered remains like came and, and found a new home. So it's like the Holocaust and like, you know, just like genocide still permeates throughout the community. Now, granted, I do think they have their problems. I do think that sometimes the ex that is used as an excuse to keep people in in a certain way or like to withhold education and and further opportunities outside of the community but i think that it does often come from an inherent genuine fear of of having you know an atrocity you know what like what happened to jews in the 30s happen again yeah you know i read a lot of books by 20th century jewish authors and and how you know here jews really wanted to assimilate and a lot of jews did assimilate and even anglicize their names in venezuela Jews were like 
and and in Colombia, but Jews were not allowed really to like be part of the country clubs and stuff for many many years, and they they were able to create their own society, their own school, their own a country club, their own this, their own that. And so when I was back home in Venezuela, I had Jewish friends. And just for context, those Jewish friends lived in a city in a and a country that is 99% Catholic. There's a, there was only like 10,000 Jews. And my Jewish friends only had Jewish friends. They did not have non-Jewish friends, which was yeah. shocking to me. So then yeah. when I would go to school and hear people like talk about the Jews as if they knew, knew them, but they never met anyone. They had never met another Jew. It was yeah. so easy to talk shit about them because, yeah. you know, they had uh, they were very successful. And even even like within my and this is a lot of information, but even within mm. my non-Jewish family, uh, uh, I heard some comments that really sort of shocked me. And it it sort of is making me relive like this whole recent series of events has sort of freaked me out again because i thought we were in the clear and and i know that's naive but i thought like it's only getting better anti-semitism is only getting less and less but it isn't it's it's i feel like it's resurging when did that change in your mind um i think it started in 2016 okay and then and and also when i started doing stuff on the internet Aton, when i started uh, expressing my opinion on the internet um I got a lot of hate from people on the left and from people on the right alike. And I and there it was like, oh, there isn't a clear reason why they choose to call me bad Jewish names. You know, like there isn't a reason. Like I'm just stating my opinion. I don't know what being Jewish has anything to do with it. But they both latched onto it. And that for me was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Th- this is this is coming coming back. And, and, and as we've seen in history, every time people are unhappy or people are not doing well, uh, and need a scapegoat. That's where I feel anti-Semitism always sort of uh, yeah. like rises, and like that's where we're at right now. We just went through, you know, we did 2016. We went through a pandemic. There's a lot of like, you know, inequality, uh, economic instability, and people are like, why? Why is this happening? Oh, you know what? Let's just say it's just the Jews. It's so much easier. And the Jew, and literally, when you go into white nationalists Reddit or white nationalist websites or white nationalist anything, um, the Jewish question is at the center of it. And I will say on both sides also, like you bring up like a yeah. part about like the left also, like I think bluntly, uh, it's the anti-Semitic stereotype that Jews hate Palestinians is uh-huh. a huge fucking problem because uh-huh. it's inaccurate and it gives the left liberals a reason to not fully care when stuff like this happens. Thankfully, I think that narrative has been shifting lately because I think more and more Jews have expressed, have been able to express clearly that like, hey, we don't like the government, but we have cousins over there. You know, like I, like that's been yeah. something that people have been more okay, uh, you know, bringing up. But for, I think that that it's a huge thing. Cause like when BLM, you know, doesn't let Jews march with them, you know, like when, when stuff like that happens, it just, it causes other divisions on the left where it, it gives, it gives a community, you know, like anxiety on both sides, which is like a huge, huge problem. Um, and I have seen that also, like I have seen, you know, the two kinds of comments I get are, man, I, I have like, I even like feel weird bringing this up because I, my, my views on, on Israel is, you know, uh, you know, like pro-Palestinian, pro-Israel. I hate the government yeah, over there. Like, I think, you know, like it's all that stuff that I'm totally cool, like, and fine, like talking about publicly. But when someone, when I post a video about bagels, 
and a (laughs) bunch of the comments are Palestinian flags and free Palestine. Like that's not because they're pro-Palestinian. Like it just isn't like it's them trying to like, it just, there's nothing in those videos. So it's like, you're just throwing the yoke of Palestinian rights onto anti-Semitism in such a forced way. So mm-hmm. it doesn't- In a guise of human rights, with a guise yeah. of human rights. Because so the- if they cared that much about human rights, why aren't they caring about all the other countries that have yeah. severe human rights issues? And I'm not belittling what's happening in Israel, but it's kind of like, that country's the size of Rhode Island. And No, I know. And I, it, and I feel like stuff like that is, you know, and I think that there's a genuine concern and there's like genuine problems over there that I, gr- yes. that I agree with. What I don't like is when it is co-opted by an anti-Semitic movement as like the term, it would, you know, it's, yes. it's just, it's not accurate. It's just, and it, it further puts Jews in a weird position because like we are, there's an, a huge sizable, massive chunk of the community that does not feel like the way we are being perceived by the left with, yeah, well, in regards to, in the regards to Israel. Like it's for just me, it's fact. like, I've been to Israel twice and I, I felt like, wow, if any of this anti-Semitism becomes so rampant that I need to leave, I have a place to go. It's tough to reckon with. People don't realize that, right? That it's it, like- It's a very complicated thing to reckon with, especially because it's like, it's a checkered, it's our home. Our safety zone is, the origin of it is a, is a, a not great origin. You know what I mean? No. But it's, cause it's, we, we needed a place to go after the Holocaust. And we went to a, an area that was already tension filled and we needed that home. And so much of the early defense of Israel is like, I don't know. It, it's tough. It's complicated. I mean, like it, it, that's the, the dumbest way to put it. That's complicated. But like a lot of the defense of Israel was because there were Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, you know, we're coming in to, to create us to do a second Holocaust, like straight up. So, you know, it's, it's complicated to know that, and, and then to also feel a certain way about the government and to know that at the same time, it's like, you know, a safe, our homeland to go to if anything like goes terrible, which has in the past, it's tough to reckon with. Well, I think right now Israel is being used and the, the complex and overly simplified issue in Israel is being used to call, ironically, to call Jews racists, which, which is what, what I, I think is happening now. It's like, you know, I hate talking about this guy because I just think this guy needs to be fucking canceled. And I think I wish we never had. I wish we could stop talking about this person. Tom but, Hanks. Know, con- no, I'm just- Tom Hanks. Tom <laughs> Hanks is an anti. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, Kanye West, I know he's like, yeah, we'll talk about Kanye. I know he's mentally ill, but what he did was he brought anti-Semitism into a space that just yeah. felt like it would not be brought into, which is, you know, popular culture which is yeah it's fucking kanye west and he's been saying a lot of crazy stuff um but it, it the amount he got away with before and then he started saying this stuff and he's saying that he wants to kill all the jews yeah i want to be honest i logged onto twitter that day and my heart went to the pit of my stomach and i'm like i don't think people are going to speak up about this yeah and i mean they have though this time i Okay, first of all, I think one thing you should do is look at my Instagram story right now. Oh, God, Aton, I'm so sorry. See what happened. No, no, there's something I, I will say empowering that happened. And I think that I because I'm only introing this because I think that there's like a difference I want to kind of bring up. Okay, here. So I'm at your story and it says Bleacher Report. People were courtside at the Nets game wearing fight anti-Semitism shirts. 
Wow, this is in the way of Kyrie Irving's recent promotion of an anti-Semitic film on social media. Ooh. Are you aware about all of the, like, the Kyrie Irving stuff at all? I am, but why don't you uh, let our audience in on it? So, I mean, Kyrie Irving basically just tweeted uh, about a movie that's like randomly anti-Semitic. I'm not, I can't even say the name. Don't say it. I'm not, not no, 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 no. I'm not saying the name <laughs> at all. Um, but, you know, he hasn't backed down from it. You know, he's, people have asked him, I think he's deleted the tweet, but, you know, he hasn't really done anything more than that. Um, and I think that there's a huge difference between Kyrie Irving and Kanye. And that is that Kyrie Irving is <laughs> an asshole who is sentient. He is, yes. a, he is, he's like, he can talk. He, I don't, whenever I hear him in press conferences, I'm not like, man, that guy's got something off. I just think he's a prick. Like, I just think that yeah. he is a true. He was anti-vax, you know, and, and now he's one of the reasons why the Nets can't win. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, no, I he just, you know, he, he's like of right mind. Kanye. I think that Kanye legitimately has, issues mental issues that are making him unclear and saying stuff that he doesn't actually believe if he was of right mind and getting the treatment and help that he needed i think that he is also surrounded by a group of yes men and a group of people that benefit financially off of him saying absolutely ludicrous stuff and he used to have a little bit of a stronger circle that would like let me back up. I used to be a celebrity journalist in 2015. You love the Kardashians. Love the Kardashians. I covered it when Kim and Kanye were married. I covered it during the St. Pablo tour when Kanye canceled the tour halfway through after like Kim's Robbie and stuff like that. At that time, he was going through mental health issues, a substance abuse problem. And he, I remember that it was like, it felt like it was the first time where they ever publicly were like, we're putting him in therapy or like we're sending him to a rehab clinic. And it always read to me, like the reason why was because it was the first time that people started to lose money on him. It was the first time they had to cancel the tour. Shows got canceled. Like people were losing money because Kanye was unwell. Years later, if you watch his interviews and like it just, this is the ramblings of someone that needs to be put away from microphones and just go through therapy, rehab. He needs to like have, he needs to be put on meds or whatever. I'm not a, a doctor. I won't diagnose him because I, you know, I'm not going to say that, but the deeper, darker lesson here is that there are people that are benefiting off of anti-Semitism in such a profound way. He felt wildly comfortable being this openly anti-Semitic like a week after befriending Tucker Carlson. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Masterforce Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Masterforce tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.
And I understand like there's grumblings that he was saying weird stuff years ago, whatever. It's like, of course he is. He's he's mentally unstable. If you pass a like, it's never the Episcopalians. It's the Jews. You know what I mean? Like if you're walking down the street and there's a paranoid schizophrenic running around yelling at stuff, he's not like the, the Episcopalians are behind the banks. It's always the Jews. Like, so this is so clearly someone that needs to get help that is not getting help. And I understand what he's saying is awful. It's terrible. It is giving certain anti-Semitic groups like a talking point. They can be like, Kanye was right or whatever. So it's like all of these different subsets of people that benefit off, off of anti-Semitism are all of a sudden huge Kanye fans. They all of a sudden think the guy's a genius, you know, and it's just like, it's so obvious. Like we all know what's happening. What I think Kanye did, and I agree with you, he's clearly mentally unstable, but um, I I kind of like don't care. Uh, and I <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Like, I, I just, you know, you're mentally unstable. Uh, so your racism and anti-Semitism is like, how mentally unstable do you have to be for that to be what you, is like what you talk about is, is black people and Jews and how they are, did stuff wrong and how they're dumb or how they're evil. Like it just, it makes no sense to me, but whatever. I, I, I understand. I think I'm just frustrated at him. I don't want to pretend like no, I know. I know. I'm also mentally ill means, but I'm also frustrated. He does awful things. What I feel you know? like he did is like, there's no one more at the epicenter of like what these fringe people call like, you know, the elite and Hollywood and the liberal left than like the Kardashians and Kanye. Like they were yeah. on fucking E! Network. And now you got this guy who was married to fucking Kim Kardashian and he is saying the Jews are at the root of all our problems. And it's like now all these fringe people, it's exactly what happened with Donald Trump, which is like, yeah. oh my God, he's starting to say what fringe group people are saying so now it's okay to say it and it's okay to admit it and it's okay to be open about it because he did but the two things with that are one trump like Kyrie, is just a dick yeah. like i think that he just whatever opportunist this never happened when chris was in charge of kanye chris jenner right chris jenner yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> right it's so obvious you know but i get that though it's so frustrating because this is a it's just like, this is someone saying such hurtful stuff. Like, how do you look at someone saying such hurtful stuff and not be like, you're an adult, you know? Like, I totally understand that element also. And I get where, like, there's so much, like, I get the other side of it. It's difficult. This is the most complicated, awful situation to happen in, like, It's weird. And, and I have to say, I have a lot of friends that have posted stuff online like, and it's it's frustrated me. Like, oh, now people care when he talks about the Jews. Oh, it's because he talked about the Jews that people care now. And it's like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> hold up. People have been talking shit about the Jews forever. The yeah. amount of anti-Semitism I receive is abhorrent. And the, the amount of like both aggressive anti-Semitism and passive anti-Semitism, because passive anti-Semitism is like, oh, you can't be Venezuelan, you're Jewish. That's yeah, passive. You look Jewish. I, or, or, or any, you yeah. know, any of this stuff. Like it's, it's truly, at, at the very least, I always say people hate me either because I'm a woman or a Jew most of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking about it. I don't feel comfortable. I, I kind of don't want to. I don't want that to, to to be something that defines me. So I don't talk yeah. about it. So when, when the Kanye thing happened, I was like, I'm scared because like I've had people show up to live events uh, yeah. of mine to harass me and use my Judaism as a, a way of basically stating that I'm evil. So like yeah. 
I'm scared. And, and, and I don't like talking about this, but I am. And it's like, then I see people posting online, like all oh, these, like literal, my friends, my actual friends saying like, oh, really interesting that now people are, are giving a shit when he says one thing about the Jews. And it's like, actually, this is just the tip of the iceberg of a lot of violence and a lot of hate that's been percolating and continues to percolate. And if we don't put a stop to it and talk about it, like we're going to be in big trouble, bro. Yeah, I also, I here's the other thing, is that, like, we've, Jews have, mar- like, we've marched against this stuff. Like, it almost feels, I'm both sides. Like, I think that sometimes, like, when racism stuff pops up, when anti-Semitism stuff pops up, a lot of the times the communities will come in and be like, no one talked up about us when X, Y, Z. And that's just, like, most of the time, not that true. And, like, you know, I, it's like, if we take that stance, it's so unhelpful to be like yeah. that they didn't stand up for me then. So I'm not going to stand up for them now. And I see it on, you know, I see it on both sides and it's something that I definitely, I in myself tried to like, make sure that I never have the ability of having someone say that to me of having, you never marched with trans people. You never donated to bail reform, not bail reforms, the, all the bail, like get this person out well, of bail. You stood, up, you stood yeah. up against like, you know, yeah, like that stuff. And I just, <laughs> all we can do as I think like one of the things that we can do as like Jews specifically is to make sure that no one ever has that ability to say that. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I have made sure that I have never, that no one will ever say that to me, that Aton didn't stand with us, you know, during that, during that time. But it's true. I mean, like, I see what, what you're saying online also. And it does feel so belittling. And so like, that's not the fucking point here, you know, especially when I don't think it's hundred percent true on their side. You know, people weren't talking about Kanye when he was saying other stuff. Like that's just inaccurate. I've I've reported on it. I've literally reported on it. Like it is straight (laughs) up inaccurate. You know, it's interesting because like, I I always talk about identity and how like, I, I sometimes wish my identity were so simple like, yeah. I really wish sometimes my name was Ashley and I came from, yeah. you know, the suburbs of Chicago from a nice place. And I was, I don't know, Episcopalian. Is that the Robin Williams? Robin Williams was like, I'm this type of Protestant, which is like the chillest version. Oh, that's, I have no idea. Man, anyway, the, I don't the, know. The lack of stuff I know about Christians. Is, yeah, it's bad. All, yeah, it's, it's like Lutheran, uh, yeah. Lutheranism. Anyway. I mean, I I, I choose Aton over Evan. My legal name is Evan. I could have at some point made sure everyone called me Evan. I mean, I like, you know, it's weird. I have like a complex relationship. But you grew up with anti-Semitism. Like, I, I don't know what my stance would have been had I like grown up in a place where like there was Jew hatred. Ironically, Aton, I felt incredibly Jewish up until like, um, the Jewish school wouldn't in Venezuela wouldn't accept me because I didn't come from a Jewish womb. Oh, you're a mudblood. Yeah, and then <laughs> I I am a little bit of a I am 100 a mudblood. But then I was like I'm still I'm still Jewish. I feel really Jewish. Yeah. And then I started, which is such. I, mean, a, I just want to say I agree with you. By the way, on I think one of the most outdated systems that we have is this gatekeeping over eugenics in Judaism. Like it's like, bro, I got 23 and yeah. me. It says I come from Ashkenazi blood. <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, if you're willing to take on the religion, like, like, okay, take it it on. Like, don't be a dick about it. Like, let we should be more inclusive with this stuff. Well, it's like it's interesting because we're not inclusive. The Jew, I'm saying we, but the we are me, you you and me, Tanara. But like, the Jews are not inclusive. I think as a reaction to the fact that they were not included in society, and that's something I've had to like really understand because you know I'm married to someone who's not Jewish, and he's had to deal with you know certain comments and and assumptions and you know stuff from 
my extended Jewish family that I've had to like really fight against. And, you know, he, he doesn't get frustrated because he's like, I understand. Like, I understand why this happened. I understand that this is centuries and centuries of people being persecuted and they're just trying to look out and they're afraid of like being obliterated again. And I understand that. And it's like, you know, it's, it's such a complex and, and, and wonderful identity. You know, I always say that being Jewish is like having an American Express, which is, it has amazing perks, but it's not accepted everywhere. Oh, that's and hilarious. It, it, isn't it? And it's like, that's, that's sort that's, of how I, I love felt. that because that's like, a, that's like Borscht Belt level. That's Borscht Belt. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Chubbs Goldberg just uh, said it on stage with the Copa. You and know. there we go. It's Joanna Hausman saying it on hyphenated. Look at this. Hey, hey, hey. You know, Eitan, it's crazy. Our ancestors weren't just like, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to, yeah, whatever. Turn me Catholic. This is ridiculous. What stubborn people. Yeah. <laughs> like, my grandma escapes the Holocaust, comes over to America and sends my, my mother to Jewish day school. Like there's no other, like that is, there's so many examples of people that, of man, rightfully so. There's a lot of Jews that like after the Holocaust, like threw off the yoke of Judaism. Yeah. You know, and that's where, that's totally, where the self-loathing Jew, the concept of yeah. the self-loathing Jew really comes into like the common vernacular. Yeah. It's like the, I want to get rid of this thing. I need to shield myself from this. If this like ever happens again, so I'm going to move to Nashville, Tennessee and like, you know, open my pharmacy and never, you know, acknowledge this. I just, it's, it's, it's interesting. And then those people, it's like, how many stories do we know of people that will like find out years later that their grandparents were Holocaust survivors, you know, without them knowing and everything, mm-hmm. you know, and it does, I think personally, they're my personal journey of like, you know, I grew up like pretty religious, hated it. Uh, and like, you know, years ago, like didn't want to do anything, didn't want to be associated with the community, like left, you know, completely. And then like organically found my way back into it. And I think like the way that I organically found my way back into it was like the culture and pride side where, you know, I was like, I like, mm-hmm. I like the culture. I like the lessons from it and i like there's like a morality in it yeah. and then also like we've been through a lot we outwitted we outwitted outplayed outlasted outwitted, survivor outplayed, baby outlasted yeah, yeah. baby <laughs> <Do-do>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah like you know like we figured i don't know like we persevered like through stuff and there's like there's pride in them like we the, the way we finagled our way through so many like tricky times in our history is like, how can you not be kind of prideful about that? We finagle the bagel. We finagle the bagel. We're bagel finaglers. Yeah. Cause I am a atheist. I, I don't believe in, in God. I don't believe in anything, but well, I am Jewish. This podcast and is people, over. A no, <laughs> <laughs> Tom will never speak to yeah. me again. Um, but you know, and, and a lot of, you know, you I just can be Jewish at an atheist. You know how many atheist Jews there are? It, That's what's so great about a religion. Jews. Yeah. It's not a religion. It's an ethnicity. It's a, to it's, some, it is a religion. To some, it's a race. To some, it's, it's an ethnicity. Like it just, it, it can, Judaism should be able to be, to be felt by the by the person feeling it in the way that they feel most comfortable doing it yeah you want to be more religious be more religious if you want to be less religious and take other stuff out of it like i think that every couple of years there's the pew report which i don't know they just call all the jews or whatever i don't know how they do it but like you know they they acknowledge that like the numbers of jews is dropping and i'm like yeah well make it more friendly you know yeah yeah, let's let's like shift it a little bit. Yeah, more, uh, more I, I invite more people. Like, yeah. I want my kids to grow up Jewish, even though they're mm. they're technically twenty, will be twenty five percent Jewish according to twenty three and Me. But I don't, you know, that doesn't matter to me. 
And if you represent Judaism in a way that that they like, then guess who's going to want to get fully converted in a more religious setting later on? Your kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If the product is good, then don't then don't worry about the commentary. Like, they'll figure it out. You know? Yeah, they will figure it out. And it's, you know, my grandfather's also an atheist, and because he survived the Holocaust, and he was like, "Yeah, there's no God, bro." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, when you ask him where he's from, he says. Uh, I am from Venezuela, but I, I, I identify as a Jew. And I always asked him, like, why yeah. do you just say you're a Jew? And he's like, Joanna, I was born in, in Germany. I was kicked out. I went to Venezuela. I had to leave. I, I can't be in the States. I, right now I'm in France, but there's anti-Semitism. So I'm just a Jew. And it's yeah. like there's this real nice, like, peace to it. There's a peace to his identity. There's, a, yeah. there's something he identifies as that give, gives him a sense of, of you know, of who he is pridefully. Yeah, it's home. It's home for him. And, you know, I I hope that people listening, like, understand the value of that and understand the value of fighting against people that that don't see it and, and that yeah. don't value it. Um, if you were pro the concept of safe spaces, then you have to be pro an ability for Jewish people to kind of, like, feel a security, I guess. To exist? To exist? Yeah. Dare yeah, I say? say yeah, say I know it. that's a tall order. I know it's a tall order. Uh, yeah. Eitan, usually when we talk, we're laughing every two seconds. And here we no, were like true. 9 a.m. in the morning, like <laughs> looking at anti-Semitism in the eye and saying, not today, Satan. Not today. Well, Aton, um, you know, thanks for setting your alarm for anti-Semitism early today. Hey, anytime. Coming back on to Hyphenated. We love having you. Maybe next time we'll we'll speak about a more uplifting subject like bagels. Hey, you know what? Hanukkah's around the corner. We could talk about you know, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hanukkah story. Yeah. Nothing better than watching non-Jews try to say Hanukkah. It's pretty, it's hilarious. You see them fear it. They're, they're like, oh, happy <laughs> Hanuki? Hanu- Hanuka? And they're trying, they want to say it right. Yeah. You're like, God bless your and God bless your evangelical soul. <laughs> God bless your evangelical soul. And Eitan, God bless your Shlomo Pinchas soul. Joanne, thanks so much for having me on. This was uh so much fun and everything. I'm happy we were able to talk the talk. Yes. Yeah, talk the talk, Aton. You know, you're, you're always invited on Hyphenated. Boy. You're a good friend and right. a nice mensch. Oh, my a God. A nice mensch. I'll be approved. Not a schlamazzle. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 